I'm going to pray. Um, you know, uh, I've never, has anyone here ever been a postie, a postman? Anyone here been a postie? Oh yes, the other thing I forgot to mention. Someone came up to me beforehand, shiny object, don't worry. Someone came up and they said they saw the Jesus Revolution movie. Yeah? Okay, so it's only on for another week, I think. So I've been told, really, really make it a point. Um, so what I would say is probably, go see that and then the next day go to the men's camp. So, but I hear it's really, really amazing. Um, and God's, God's moving in some pretty crazy ways. Uh, there's, did you know in America, hang on, I've got to find this. Um, mate of mine lives in, well, Jim, who lives in Atlanta. Do you know a big movie that's coming out that's in America? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't call out. All right. Uh, there's, a, there's a movie called Come Out in, Come out in Jesus' Name. As, did you know about that? So, uh, and, and uh, um, a guy called Greg Locke. So, who's heard of the movie Come Out? Okay. So, remember, when in doubt, cast it out. So, but there, there's all sorts of crazy things happening, isn't there? It's just a oh, concentration of information. Um, so, I had, I don't, I don't, oh, I get to hang out with the Lord when I, when I, I engage Him through choice. But I don't get to choose when I have encounters or what the nature of them are. And so you know, the reason I was talking about anyone being a postie before is that, is that if the Lord gives me a message, I've got to deliver it. And so I had an encounter last night um, that was very vivid. And um, you know, he, he, he's the boss and he gets to call the shots. So I'm gonna be speaking on something I've probably never really shared on, but I believe it's the Word of the Lord for now. Um, and I just, I'm excited about it, but I don't know where this is gonna go. <laughs> So praise the Lord. Um, yeah, okay, I'm gonna pray. Holy Spirit, thank You. You're the boss. Uh, God, we just love You. We worship You. We thank You. Thank You for Your Word. We just thank You for Your power. We thank You for visitation. We thank You right now. Holy Spirit, I thank You. I didn't make it happen. You made it happen. So I ask that You anoint uh, your word, um, and, and, and let it just, just, it just to set the captives free. I thank you to, to kick the devil's dentures in yet again, Lord. I just thank you. To, he's op been openly humiliated according to the book of Colossians, openly made a spectacle of, and we just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, okay. So um, what we're gonna do, here, we're going to, I, I, I believe what I'm going to share today is an invitation to a whole new world. I believe it's an invitation to a whole new world. And at the end, we're going to, we're, we're going to pray a scary prayer. But it's an invitation to a whole new world. And it's very different to what you think. Okay. So, so who, 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 likes, who, who likes visiting new and interesting, exciting places? Who wants to go to new, interesting, exciting places? <laughs> So that's what the prayer is going to do. And so it's going to be new, exciting and different. And uh, there we go. All right. I feel like praying again. All right. No. Okay. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read, read uh, um, passage of Scripture from Isaiah 11 and then we're going to go into the encounter I had last night and then I'm going to open it up as best as I can. Okay, uh, Isaiah chapter 11, please. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. Remember, Jesus is the, the root and the offspring of David. So Jesus was before David and after David. He's a root and the offspring of David. And so there shall come from forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. So I wanna share uh, um, something that happened last night. It was a night encounter. And so I'm gonna try and uh, um, sometime, uh, I'm gonna do my best to explain the semi unexplainable. So there'll be a, there'll be a level of uh, uh, um, lost in translation, but you, you'll understand. So, I was in, in a scene and I saw, I saw uh, mothers and fathers, okay? And they were in a house. And then what I saw connected to these mothers and fathers were, 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 were children. Now we're talking like there were, like, like let's just say Max and Nicola are my children, uh, you know, Israel, Santina, Talia, Nick and Christina's children and so on and so forth. They weren't in the dream by the way. And you've got the, the natural children connected to the natural parents. I actually started to see parents and children loosed. Okay. And I started to see, I started to see children who weren't that they weren't connected to the to, paired up with the normal parents. They were. It was like as if uh, uh, Israel was my son per se, and these Nick and Christina obviously. I started to see this and it was really confusing to me. Then I started to hear the voice of the Lord and I wanna get this, I, I wanna be precise. Uh, he said to me, okay, yep. He said to me, we have to start seeing things as He sees them. He said, I've chosen for my people physical bodies to come to this earth, but it isn't how you think it is. He started to show me that that, and this is, this is gonna fall short, is comparing earth to the heavenlies or the kingdom of God is like comparing a, uh, right on cue, <clears throat> it's like comparing a grain of sand to the Milky Way. And we get so caught in the natural that we actually start focusing on the grain of sand. God's given you a physical body, but we are not to be completely consumed with the physical. Then as I'm considering this, I started to feel eternity behind my back. Now I don't know, I don't know if I started going out into the universe or it started coming on the earth, but I never turned around and looked and I could start to feel the awesomeness of God. I started to sense His awe and, I, and it was juxtaposed, the awe of God and eternity was juxtaposed or compared with the foolishness of being consumed completely in this physical world. It started to overwhelm me. And I, the juxtaposition 
was the, 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 the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord versus foolishness. And I started to see that and I became overwhelmed. So I never turned around because I was just too overwhelming, but I could feel the fear of the Lord. Now the fear of the Lord is not the fear of punishment. It is reverence. Such an intense reverence, it can almost manifest dread. It is seeing that God is so awesome, He has to humble Himself to behold the earth. And I was, I was like overwhelmed and I could see that, 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 that we're, God's given you a physical body and your natural kids will always be your natural kids, but we're so much more family than you understand. But to be consumed in just this, how we look and what we eat and what we're gonna do and I feel happy, I feel sad, it's actually foolishness. And God wants to invite us into a whole new world, a whole new place, but the pathway is through the fear of the Lord. Now, then what happened, the, the scene changed and I was in a shop and it was like something else. I don't quite understand it. You know, for anyone that's seen a men in, one of the Men in Black movies and they've got all those weird guns, and it's like sort of like this tiny little thing, like that. It, was, it felt a bit like that. But there was a, the Holy Spirit was in the room and there was a, a, an elderly man, uh, full head of grey, graying hair. I knew he was very, very old. And in that dream, he pulled out, he, he pulled out a supernatural, supernatural gun. And like this, this guy was, a good, he was, it was heavenly, heavenly. Then he wanted to show me something and we walked through a door and the scene changed. So the, usually, usually at the back of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a retail shop, there'd be a staff room or a car park. The whole scene changed. We were in a resort. We were in a resort and he's setting up this special weapon, knowing that there was a context of conflict and war, okay? Conflict and war was the context. It was a weapon to take out the enemy. We step through this door and now, we are in a full-blown resort with a giant swimming pool. Nearly everyone in the scene, with a few exceptions, were kids. The kids were in the pool, they were playing, they were on floating blow-up things, having the time, having the living the life of Riley, all of this sort of stuff. This guy was setting up this gun. It was like, now I have been to, um, gosh, I can't remember, I've been, spent time in Nashville and other places and they've got the factory there. Is it, is it, uh, uh, it's not a Beretta, is it called Barrett's? Barrett? The gun, uh, sniper rifle? No, no one, okay, all right. So I forget we're in Australia, we're not into guns. All right, so, so um, <laughs> anyway, this guy's setting up and it was very supernatural and he's trying to shoot a target off in the distance, but kids kept uh, kids in the pool, they were oblivious to it. They were oblivious to what was taking place. They had no idea. And they were actually like, we're talking like these blow up things and this guy's trying to shoot and, 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 and he, he couldn't because the kids kept getting in the way. And they had no idea of the bigger picture context because they were kids. They, they, they were, in this case, they weren't necessarily fools, but they were just kids who were completely ignorant of what the conflict going on. But then what happened, is there are some kids that could see the gun and they were aware of the conflict. And what they did is they, they came around and stood right in front of the gun, about a foot away from the end of the barrel. And they said, look at all these other stupid kids. They can't even see you're trying to shoot. But they're right in front of it. They were aware 
they were aware that the other kids couldn't see the gun, but they could, but they were in a worse position. And then them claiming that the others were fools made them even more foolish because they were aware of the situation and they were in a worse position. And then all of a sudden, I started to come out of this encounter and I became aware of the awesomeness of God and the foolishness of being caught up in the natural world exclusively. And, and the Lord says, I want, you to, I want you to speak about the spirit of the fear of the Lord and unpack that. I believe the spirit of the fear of the Lord is the invitation to live in another world of supernatural glory. Can someone say Amen? Can we go back to Isaiah 11, please? I wanna just go back to that again, if we can, thank you. There shall come from a, a forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his ro- uh, roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. Why that emphasis? Of all the things, Jesus didn't delight in might. You know, but we, we, I mean, you know, not all of us. I mean, I don't want to make assumptions. You know, it's good to pray specifically. We're talking about Jesus is Lord, Jesus is God, and yet He submitted to the Father and moved in the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? And He was submitted, He was a servant, but He humbled Himself. But He prayed specifically too, because good thing, good thing, He said, Lazarus, come forth, because if He just said come forth, there would have been mass resurrection. Jesus didn't delight in might. He didn't delight in wisdom or counsel or understanding. It says here, He delighted in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Who finds that interesting? So it would behoove us to, to start to lean into why is this so? And uh, 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 um, one of the things that I wanted to just read to you guys, I wanted to, I actually jumped ahead of myself and I wanna sort of like, uh, that's why I was just doing what I was doing just beforehand. Who's ever heard of Anna Roundtree? Yeah, 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 amazing. And uh, there's a, she and her husband have, have written a couple of books. Um, I've chatted to Charlie Shamp. Charlie Shamp lives in Moravian Falls now. And uh, uh, Anna Roundtree has been based there. She's just not into the limelight. She actually, I've heard interviews. She's, she's one of those people, I don't know how old she is. She's not young, but she sounds young because her spirit's so strong. And she's written a collection of, of heavenly encounters. And one of them, when she goes, to, she goes to heaven and she's about to get a tour of heaven and go to see the throne room of the Father. Who, think that would be, who thinks that would be a fun outing? Uh, uh, an exciting place to visit. And so as they were going on this tour, she heard, she heard, uh, she heard a, uh, I'm gonna read now. Hello, a child's voice spoke. Oh, I've never done story time. This, this, this won't. <laughs> This won't, this, there's nothing queer about this either. So basically, no, okay. Hello, a child's voice said. I turned up and sat to face her. Are you on tour? She asked. Yes, I answered at her. She appeared to be a child about five or six years old, but she was shining. She had no wings and her eyes looked old beyond the years displayed on her small stature. She wore a pale calico pinafore over a faintly coloured uh, uh, short, piece of clothing, I don't know what this is. Her hair was curly and, and tasseled as if from play. She looked like a little girl, 
But every so often I could see through her arm or leg and knew her to be a spirit. She was intriguing. Have you begun the tour, she questioned. Yes, I think so, why, I answered. She said, I wanted you to come, come play with me, she said. Play with you, I said incredulously. She's in my sand pile, she said, can you come? Just then the tour guide walked over to us and I st- where I stood. I was torn between getting to know this small girl, this small spirit, and continuing my tour to the, to the throne room. And I, I, may I go with, what, what's your name? I asked her, bending over to question her as one might question a child. Crystal clear, she said. Her name was Crystal, Crystal clear. May I go with Crystal clear for a few minutes? I asked the tour guide. Oh, all right, he said. Meet us at the Almond Grove when you're finished. How will I find it? I asked. Crystal, and he said, Crystal clear will show you the way. Yes, I will, she said excitedly. Come along with me. Oops. Suddenly, we were on a vast shoreline, but there was no sea. I looked as though the beach was still there, but no ocean. In the sand were all manner of red and blue children's buckets and shovels. She asked, haven't you always wanted to build a sandcastle? I chuckled, well, not really crystal clear. Yes, you have, she continued. Think about it. You've wanted to build on earth and all that is, and all of that is sand. When the tide comes in, it goes away. Even the tools for building remain longer than the sandcastle for the tools are from God. But if you use them to build on sand instead of in eternity, what do you have? A waste of time, she shrugged. You wanted a sandcastle? It's really silly, isn't it? I suppose so, I said quietly. (laughs) I did not want to admit it, but she was right. I had wanted a home and financial security and to accomplish something for God, of course, but I had tunnel vision for the life on earth. I had Christianized the gospel of the world and bought into my own packaging, bought it into my own packaging. It was a bitter thing to hear that the focus of my life had been fleshly and worthless and that I had gotten away with it. And I felt a little bit unwell. I thought I would change the subject to crystal clear. Why such a large sand area, I asked. Crystal clear responded, many want to build on sand, so we let them. It gets it out of their systems, you know. Maybe if you build on the sand right now, you would feel, I've done that. It seems a silly thing to to do, I said stonily. (laughs) It was five, six year olds, I love it. Well, yes, it does. However, building on the earth is really the same. Silly toys that are long forgotten here, toys that do not even gather dust in the attic but disintegrate and are totally forgotten here. A waste of God's precious time. She said, much too breezily. (laughs) I had a taste like a copper penny was in my mouth. (laughs) And uh, 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 I, I felt that's what I was looking up over there. And we're in this encounter. I could feel eternity. I think we're so close to something amazing. Who thinks we're so close to something amazing? I could feel eternity here, but I could feel the fear of the Lord. And it wasn't about punishment. It was about the awesomeness of God. And Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. This was His delight. And everything's contextual. You know, what happens is that uh, uh, um, um, 
Everything has a, has a context and everything can be twisted when you pull it out of its context. Um, you know, we need, to be, we need to be healthy and eat well and have relatively fit bodies. But when you get obsessed with the physical body at the expense of, the, of eternity, you know, it says physical, uh, it says bodily exercise or fitness profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. So, so I started to realise that, that there are, in the Spirit, there are so many kids who are just not aware. They're not aware of eternity. In fact, they're even in the way of so many things. And there are other kids who are more aware than most kids, but they're even more foolish. And, and this is not what we think it is. I, I, but the Lord wants to invite us to a whole new world that is through the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which Jesus delighted in. And at the end, I want us to pray about this. Okay, let's try Proverbs chapter 9, verses 10 to 12, if we can, please. Proverbs chapter 9. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied. You want long life? The fear of the Lord. It's a beginning of wisdom. And years of life will be added to you. And so, as I said before, the fear of the Lord is not a, a, a punishment, but the awe or reverence or even dread of the awesomeness of God. And it opens a whole new world of encounter. Do you know, how, do you know what the iron, irony is? Here's the irony. Rather than wanting the spirit of the fear of the Lord, people fear the fear of the Lord. Isn't that ironic? Isn't that a slave mentality? It says to fear the Lord is to, is, is to hate sin amongst other things, but the fear of the Lord. And so <laughs> it's like we, the thing that God wants us to lay a hold of most is the thing we fear, which we need to just, we just have to just rip that bandaid off. And I just think we're in a time in history, we need to like never before request. It says you have not because you ask not. It says he who lacks wisdom, let him ask. So specifically what we need is ask specifically what we want from the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is what Jesus delighted in. And so I know, I know person after person who've been invited into encounter and the encounter didn't finish because God was finished. The encounter finished because that person was in fear. And they didn't fear the Lord in that encounter, they feared what they were leaving behind on the earth. Okay, someone who, I, 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 they're not in the meeting at the moment, but they, they, an angel grabbed them and like in this very spot actually, and started to take him through the ceiling. And the, the fear of the encounter, not the fear of the Lord, the fear of the unknown, actually pulled them out of the encounter is God wants us to actually, like never before, walk in the fear of the Lord. This is a whole new world, because if there's an orphan spirit, we start to fear the fear of the Lord, as opposed to desire the fear of the Lord. And, and the fear of the Lord is the thing that will keep you on the earth for long days and effectiveness, etc., and so on and so forth. So, so we're not to fear the fear of the Lord, because fear is the power source to an orphan spirit Fear is the power source to slavery. And, and you're not gonna get slaves. This is not, the slaves are not going to win the spiritual revolution. This is not Spartacus, okay? And this is definitely not Sparta, okay? So it's gonna be about sons through inheritance who know the Lord. Now we're gonna, we're gonna this, is, this starts to open up a whole bunch of things. It's probably gonna be a bit of a shorter meeting this morning. So I just wanna bring the Word of the Lord and I don't wanna, 
I don't want to garnish it up and tizzy it up per se. I want to just get straight to the point. If we can jump straight to Job, Job chapter 3, verse 25. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. And so what we got here is this is a different type of fear. This is not the fear of the Lord. And you know, um, if anyone could have written this, you know, who knows that song? Who knows that song? Because you've had a bad day. You know that song? Boy, Job could have written that song, couldn't he? He had a bad day. Well winds and kids gone and this and, you know, boils and, you know. You know. And so, you know, we, 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 these days we're having a bad day when we're unhappy with our coffee. And so um, when you fear something, you put yourself under it and you invite it in. When you fear something, you put yourself under it. You, it creates a gravitational pull. Fear is a mutation of faith. The just shall not live by fear. This is why this is such a, 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 a hot, not just a hot subject, but the Word of the Lord at the moment. There are so many things that are designed to create fear these days. The greatest purveyor of fear these days is the media, is the media. So they're the greatest purveyor of fear, so they are purveyors. <laughs> I was gonna go worse than that. And, 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 and well, they pervert reality. They are false prophets. They are false prophets. There's so much fear. And I believe the fear of the Lord delivers us from all other fears. In essence, and I'll show you from Scripture, what you fear is your God. That's an interesting way to map it. So Job, he, he said, what I have feared has come upon me. Now I remember, some time ago, Rachel and I were driving over, uh, um, uh, hang with a brother and sister-in-law. We're doing the, uh, I don't know if we, were do, we weren't doing the Great Ocean Road, but we're driving, uh, cutting across. I think we went through Horsham that way. And I remember it's one of those moments. Now, again, there's, you know, mixed bag of people here. You're all in different places. You're more likely to hear from the Lord when you're relaxed. When you're like, you know, oh, God speak to me, speak to me, like this, you probably won't hear from Him. But, but he hears you, he hears you. <laughs> he knows what you think before you think it, all right? So, 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 so when you're like this, and then when you relax, then when you finish that prayer and go, oh, he didn't speak to me. And you go have a shower or drive in the car or relax. As soon as you relax, quite often the Word of the Lord will come to you. So you won't get any more boring, I mean, relaxing than a road trip. And so we're driving along and I'm relaxed. And for some reason, now, when I was younger, I, my, one of my favourite bands was called a band called Midnight Oil. Who remembers Midnight Oil? Yeah. Remember Peter Garrett used to dance like he's just walked through a spider's web? And John Laws looked like he walked through one. But anyway, so you've got, you've got, hang on. So, couldn't help myself. There's a song called Power and the Passion. And then Peter Garrett, an amazing singer who can't sing. How, how does that even happen? And he says, it's better to die on your feet than to live on your knees. And we're driving and they came to me and, and it's, I started to, the Lord started to speak to me about it's better to die on your feet than to live on your knees. And then he spoke into my spirit and said, Todd, 
The big one is fear. Once, you've, once fear is under your feet, you'll, ins- you'll achieve anything. See, the obstacles out, out there, see, fear is a prophet. And the prophet announces the arrival of a false reality. People are tormented by fear and quite often the fear is worse than the thing prophesied over. It's actually a holographic, it's, it's quite often holographic. But then we listen to the false prophet and we come under it and we create a landing pad for the thing we fear. This is why God wants us to fear Him so we are transcendent of natural fear and torment. You can't, you know, the amount of, the amount of decisions people make that they wouldn't give, uh, uh, articulate to other people, their decisions are mostly to avoid fearful situations. They avoid torment, so they become a slave. And, and, and if you go to church, you can be a slave with a smile. Hallelujah. <laughs> but there's still slavery taking place. And, and, and the fear of the Lord is in the sense of God's gonna punish us. It's, not, it's being consumed with His awe. And then you start to see the darkness in its proper context that is, it's, it's nothing compared to the Lord. This is why all of creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God, for creation to be set free into the liberty of the children of God. But I believe the thing that too many people have feared, they feared the fear of the Lord rather than desiring the fear of the Lord. That's the irony of it. And so uh, fear is the big one because what you fear comes upon you. You know, I had a really, really, I love, my mother's, in, my mother's in heaven. She's with the Lord. We had a really interesting relationship. And um, I mean, fancy being my mother, that's a handful in itself. I mean, I'm a lot nicer person now. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. And, and, and uh, you know, there was, a bit, there was a bit of gear going on. My mother was a registered nurse. My mother was right, established in the health system. She'd been many, back in the day, you didn't have to get trained for 18 years to do something. You said, I wanna do this. And then you actually went and learnt on the job, okay? So she was a nurse. She ends up working in Adelaide City Council. You'd go into central markets. Uh, Rachel found this out when, when uh, uh, we were first married. Going to central markets, everyone knew mum. Everyone knew mum. Uh, Hi, you know, and like this. But one thing is that she was up to speed with all the latest expert advice. All those expert advice. And I remember growing up, all I would hear, don't do that, it gives you cancer. And then what would happen, I could even see as a young kid, is that the expert advice would bounce from thing to thing. And I knew a a common mantra or a cautioning from my mother, which came from a place, was don't do this, this gives you cancer. Well, guess what happened? What she feared came upon her. And so fear is actually not rational. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's a pneuma of fear. It's not rational, it's an assignment. And a fear is the biggest thing. You know what's crazy? It's almost like on a macro level, we've been sent to this, we've been given physical bodies, sent to this earth to actually choose who we're going to fear. Because if you fear, do not think any of the apostles, when they died, they were like, oh, mummy, you know. Look at what you, the most clear one was Stephen. He wasn't even aware of what was happening. He was in a transcendent place. These people lived in the fear of the Lord. 
Because if you don't fear the Lord, you will fear something. Because darkness out, out there wants to make people a slave. And God said, Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. He was in front, of, he was scrutinised by the top lawyers, by the top religious officials, by the top bureaucrats, by the rulers. Not one moment was Jesus in fear. He, he, because He feared the Lord. And so I was aware in this encounter, eternity and the fear of the Lord. And I was also, I was completely aware of it. And yet, I could just see the folly of people completely consumed in this life. And it was, it was those two were, were juxtaposed. So we've got to be careful. Do we fear rejection? Do we fear poverty? Do we, do we fear a, a, a sickness? We have to be careful because what we fear we come under and we actually give it a landing, a landing pad in our life. And so one of the things I think that's a really big thing. Now, for this is my observ, this is my observational anecdote is that I had a lot of encounters when I was first came to Christ, like insane encounters, and then they dried up. Then the Lord had to allow me to go into the wilderness and train me in the realm of faith. Then maybe the last, uh, I'd say seven to 10 years, the, the prophetic started to explode. We've been walking the prophetic and then we've been in relative alignment to the prophetic stream. And, and, and so I don't wanna tire everyone with the same brush, I don't wanna do that, but I believe something, I believe a, a spirit has tried to get a hold of a lot of prophetic voices and, and they ha, there has to be deliverance, I'll be honest. And it's, if we can put up Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, Proverbs chapter, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. You know, if God speaks to you, I do understand some words are to be prayed over. If God shows you something about somebody, you don't just have foot in mouth disease and social Tourette syndrome and just blurt it out. There's a time to, you carry a burden and speak to someone, say, Lord, open that opportunity. But I tell you what right now, if we are caught up, not just the prophetic, if we're caught up in the fear of man, we will be ensnared. Can someone say amen? Everyone's too afraid to say amen. All right, so uh, <laughs> it's true. I had, now I wanna just, just say some things, okay? I know, look, I don't grandstand and I don't soapbox and occasionally sometimes I get a little bit, um, I get fired up, okay? I, I honestly do. This is, this is my discovery, okay? This is a discovery and we're gonna talk about boldness in a minute. In 2020, Everything happened so dramatically around the world. It was, it just pretty much swept people up. And I know that our interns and our staff, we started picking up prophetic things that things were not as they seem. And that's clearly been the case. I remember, I remember the neighbours often, because this is a residential area. And remember, never park over the yellow line, kids. All right. And I remember, multiple occasions, the police were called here because of COVID, okay? And at one stage we had to, we were, you know, we could only have so many in here, um, et cetera. And the police would come. Now, I remember in 2020, we didn't know what the trajectory was. We didn't know what the trajectory, we didn't know if people are gonna start getting shipped off to 
quarantine camps. You know, we didn't know that. We, who remembers that time? You didn't know where you go. This is accelerate. This is out of control. And I remember my, Rachel and I had conversations where I was I I was prepared to say what I had to say because it was the right thing. And more than one occasion, we were talking about me being, you know, cuffed, sitting in the car, and you know, spent sent to uh, the Bangkok Hilton or whatever. Like, uh, you know. And we, we, no, it was a reality. It was a reality, right? But what happened is that rather than rage against the machine, is that I had to lean into the Lord and I had to, I had to speak what I believed was the truth. And I was prepared for every meeting to be my last meeting. I was prepared for that. You know, this is what I found. This is what I found. When it wasn't about anger, or these people are stepping on my rights when it was about, I believe something was a lie and my job was to speak the truth. What it did, it drew on such favour from heaven, more angels got involved and a bigger pathway got cleared. That was my discovery. Can we, yeah, we can praise the Lord if you want to, if you're bold. (laughs) Please, men, 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 if you haven't registered for the camp, please do. Why did I say that then? Because Dan Hagen was running a church in Victoria. And at that time, pretty much, unless the church in Victoria rises up, that boot of communism is coming down. And only genuine prayer and boldness will overcome it. And the power source of boldness is the fear of the Lord. I remember, and so so he's a man of God. He, 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 He put his foot down when no one else would. And so I remember when I was, and some of you heard the story, some of you haven't. My first missions trip, the first time I ever went overseas was Philippines. And it was, it was they, 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 they just got rid of Ferdinand Marcos and there was Corey Aquino and they, they wanted to get rid of the Americans. The American Clark Air Base, uh, they, wanted it, they wanted them out. And so there had been people regularly getting kidnapped and they, were, they, were, they, they, they would shoot, I remember, uh, 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 so I was on the team, the glamour team, the massive outdoor meetings, the glamour team, the glamour singer, um, you know, I don't know what I was gonna do. And, and then we had the, the, the organiser, he was like, and I'm like, yep, yeah, we're gonna, mm, like this, mm, mm. yep. And then when we were in Melbourne airport, they said, there's been a change of plan. There's been a change of plan. And they go, all right, we're gonna change the teams. And I, like, I went from the glamour team to the not glamour team. And I was shipped off in a team, it was a good team. And we went in a van up into the mountains and the jungles. And there was gonna be big meetings in the the towns. I was sent out to the country. And we found out that we were going over a bridge where the very day before is communist rebels called the New People's Army literally barricaded the bridge and they machine gunned to death all the, all the soldiers in the truck. That not long before that, they were going into churches with machetes and I won't go into detail because, you know, the obvious. And so now I'm on that team. And then I didn't know the Bible as well as I do now. And I remember the Word of the Lord got quickened to me. 
And it came from Hebrews, the Lord is my helper, what can man do to me? And it says that God doesn't delight in those who shrink back. You know, we're in a dispensation, if I hate that word, era, whatever, of, of the Lord puts a, he, he says, I want courageous people and courage comes from the Lord. We, people say, I don't like that prophetic word, it's not encouraging. We forgot what encouragement means. It means to give people courage. Not just to say, that's okay, stay average. Keep losing, it's all right. You're loved. We've got to give people courage. This is what's happening. The, the, the stuff that's been shoved down our throats is messed up beyond belief. I identify as this. Science has become corrupted. It's a joke. And unless the church pursues the fear of the Lord, it will never have the adequate boldness to kick the devil in the teeth and completely usher in the Kingdom of Heaven completely obliterating darkness. And the Word of the Lord came to me. The Word of the Lord came to me and we were, we were literally being surveilled and they wanted to kidnap me. They wanted to kidnap people on the team. And as you guys know, we just saw mass salvations and baptisms of the Spirit and deliverance. Just we were talking, I'd pray for this person to get baptised in the Spirit and those five people get baptised in the Holy Ghost. The Lord says, I'm your helper. Don't, don't fear man. And like, you know what, I, I, you know, just, I'm just, what was I, 19? You know, gosh, we just, we just, we helicopter kids. It's 19. You know, I, 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 and so I've seen that when, when you lean into the Lord, and it's not about being angry, you know, I, 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 it's not about sort of like, it, it doesn't achieve anything. The right, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So, so I've, my experience is that when you do what is right based on conviction, heaven will back you in Jesus' name. So, so, the, the, and, 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 Talk about a, a president prophesying, FDR, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And I'll tell you what right now, this is now, now, okay, all right, all right. Just, you know how I freestyle. We do lots of different modalities of ministry and I, 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 I'm into it. But me, I'm blunt force trauma. I am ripped the bandaid off now. I'm going straight to the principal's office and I'll get the cane even for a whole day if I have to. Let's get this done. I don't necessarily want to let's map this fear and this fear and six months later we've discovered another three and then we're going to deal with that one, renounce that one, cast that one out. I think right now we're in a season of things happening so quick. We need to pursue the fear of the Lord to deliver us from every single fear. Can someone shout Amen. We have to. Even when I brought some things up the other day, people, people like, like this, and it's sort of like, this is too much fear. You, you'll get nothing done if, if you're, because fear is a gravitational pull. Okay, hallelujah. And fear of man, right? Fear of man's quite funny because you fear what people think of you, but people actually don't think of you. <laughs> They're thinking of themselves. When I was studying, when I was studying psychology, you got this kid, right? There's something getting ready for a party. I told you this, like this. And they look in the mirror and they see a pimple. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is Mount Vesuvius <coughs> or Krakatoa or could it have been Kilauea? Oh my gosh. 
and they're so freaked out. And if it's a woman, a girl, girl sort of like, you know, and if it's a guy, you know, whatever. And, and so and leave a big, you know, sort of like crater mark, whatever. And so, so what happens is that they walk into the party and all they're thinking about is everyone looking at their pimple. And then they're walking in to a party where everyone else is thinking about their pimple. And it's called an imaginary audience. And, and people do think of you from time to time, but people are mostly consumed with themselves. And the fear of the man actually starts to holographically build this huge thing. And the Lord goes, it's not, it's not real. Fear me, fear me. So this is so all through Scripture. Here's an interesting thing. Whether this is one of God's names or it is describing an attribute, can we do Genesis 31? And Genesis 31 says, this is Jacob talking to Laban, I believe. Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac. Isaac feared the Lord. And, and, and that was the attribute that Jacob remembered. Jacob remembered that my dad feared the Lord and it brought the blessing. It brought the hundredfold. You read, you read, read your book of Genesis. He sowed and he got a hundredfold. He had been with me surely now uh, surely, you, uh, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed and unless, because uh, God, uh, God has seen my affliction and the labour of my hands and rebuked you last, last night. I've been watching too many Americans. Last night, okay. Go back to the top of that if we can. The God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac. Who wants to know the fear of Isaac? Come on. Because this is the, this is the one that Jesus delighted in. What we're going to do now is we're going to, uh, was there a, did I, did I, did I, hang on, hang on. <laughs> um, just having a private moment. Um, okay. No, nah. all right. Let's, let's do this. In a minute, just get the, the, uh, the Acts Scripture ready. Okay. Coming into, a time in, coming into a time in history where there are so many, I, 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 I can't keep up with the changes. I've been doing personal research on The Voice. Um, I believe The Voice at this stage is big on emotion, lacking content, and it's disingenu a disingenuous Trojan horse. I really, that is my convic conviction. Um, and sort of, ha, you're racist, shut up. I, ha I, I think, I read and I research, okay? And so, so I, I, I look at so many things coming out right now, what's happening in Europe, what's happening everywhere. I, we, we've got, we've got uh, some, some friends coming from Argentina late um, July, miracle workers. The oppression in Argentina under communism is real. It's real. So many things happening. And the Lord said, this is not a doomsday prepping thing. It is actually about laying, uh, letting God lay a hold of you so much that all of these things are under your feet. All of these things are under your feet. So when they started to preach the gospel in the book of Acts, a few things happened. There was Percy on the payroll. That's persecution. They started to get persecuted and people got thrown into prison and they got beaten and all sorts. And then the, the, some of the, 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 the top apostles, I believe it was Peter, well not top apostles for want of a better word, Peter, James, John or Peter, John, I can't remember. 
But then what happened is that they heard about the persecution and they didn't pray for God to protect them. They actually prayed based on the fear of the Lord to tap into a power source that would make them transcend the fear and come into a place where they would completely rule as sons of God. So can we put up the, can we put up the prayer please in Acts, what actually happened? So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers gathered together. They're praying the Word of God back to God. This is a very powerful judicial prayer. Against the Lord and against His Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Do you think God was into this prayer? Do you think God was into it? And when they had prayed, <laughs> I, think God was, I think God was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together were shaken, were shaken, okay, not stirred. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. I'm excited, I feel prophetically. Now this will preach generically, this doesn't have to be a prophetic thing, okay? So I'm not, I'm not you know, because the Lord gave me an encounter, now it's all official. People could have been tapping into this for millennia. But right now, I believe God wants filter dreams to specifically say, Lord, I need your fear. I need the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Can we put on the worship pads, please? Who feels in the Holy Ghost an invitation to engage the spirit of the fear of the Lord? Come on, big, big wave. Tell you what, you know why? Because you, 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 the devil's defeated, friends. He's defeated. Do you know the only thing where we'll trip up? No, two things. If we allow ourselves to be corrupted or we're in fear. I'll tell you what, I'm told that this is an invitation to a new world, to a new world. We've got a level of boldness, there's no doubt about it, but the Lord, He wants us to encounter Him in His fullness. What I'm gonna get you to do, I'll get you to open your communion, do all of that, do all of that. And then we're gonna pray a scary prayer. But don't be afraid of the prayer. Holy Ghost. In a minute, what I'm gonna do, you're holding your communion. Communion's a big, 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 big deal. Do it often. 
we will always have communion, okay? Um, also, I forgot to announce, people are still opening up the sanctuary for Tabernacle of David on every night except for Tuesday, okay? So Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday. No, it was only last week. No Friday. No Tuesday, no Friday, just Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. All right. <laughs> okay. What I'm gonna do, and again, this is just an invitation, it's up to you. I believe if we don't overcome fear, that specific area, now there are exceptions, don't get me wrong, this is not some universal, you know, uh, uh, inviolable, no wiggle room dynamic. But if, I believe if we don't overcome the fears that torment us, that will be a key part in bringing us down. I really believe that, I really believe that. And I believe in this season, if we are to really ask and pursue the fear of the Lord, He will manifest Himself in awesome ways. Awesome ways. It's no coincidence that multiple different parties have and will be going to Outer Hebrides. One of the things, one of the things that uh, 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 took place, I mean, hearing about more people going, wanting to go to the Hebrides, like what the heck? You know, this is, this is amazing. Is one of the things about the Hebrides is the fear of the Lord manifested. It wasn't about, I mean, Duncan Campbell, God used him. I tell you what, I want the fear of God to fall everywhere. The fear of the Lord. No ministry or church can take credit for it. Who wants to see that? No ministry or church. You know, when we're around the throne, we're not looking at each other's garments. To behold the Lord, to behold His beauty, to gaze upon Him. Holy, He's the hero. He's the legend. We get, get, get to partake of that when we realise we, those who are joined the Lord are one spirit with Him and we get to walk out His mandate. So what I wanna do is I wanna invite people to, we're gonna pray. And, and this is not sort of like, oh, uh, uh, sort of like mm, not really into it and oh, people are standing, I better stand. Don't, don't, don't do that. If something has resonated in you and you really wanna pray and mean it, we, it's a done deal because it says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, you must believe you have received it and you will have it. It says, let them ask without doubting. And so when we pray as a church, you're gonna get it. You will get it. You, you, and you will go into a whole new world of knowledge and understanding of encounter. But you need to ask, Lord, I, I and we'll pray together, but you don't have to, you can stay seated if you want to. You say, Lord, I desire, I desire and I want to delight in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And when you're saying this, this is not just a nice prayer or whatever, you're really setting your course. I believe if we, because of Jesus delighted in it, I believe that under the canopy of the fear of the Lord, every other thing you're believing for will manifest as well. It is not an either or, but it is living in the overwhelming reality of the awesomeness of God. And where the Lord is my helper, what can man do to me? If you want, pray a prayer of agreement, stand to your feet with your communion, but don't do it because other people are doing it. If you don't wanna do it. And the irony is I was driving around, the Lord said, people fear the fear of the Lord. And I'm like, gosh, that's hilarious. People fear the fear. The fear of the Lord isn't punishment, friends. It's not a punishment, He's gonna get you. It's actually 
to understand His awesomeness. And in the, in the light of His awesomeness and holiness, you realise you will hate all those things trying to destroy you and trying to destroy others because you are consumed with His goodness. I'm just gonna invite the Holy Ghost to anoint this and then we're gonna agree and then we're gonna say Amen, take a communion. Holy Spirit, I just thank You for everyone here. This is Your Ecclesia. I thank You that what we invite actually has legal right to invade, not just this church, not just Maylands, but Adelaide, not just Adelaide, but South Australia, not just South Australia, but Australia. I thank You, Lord, in the Name and the blood of Jesus. I thank You, Lord, that You are good and Your mercies endure forever. But when we agree, any two or more agree touching something on earth, it is done in heaven. And Jesus, Your Word says, any two or more gathered together in My Name, You are in the midst. So Lord, I thank You right now as we pray, You hear us because we pray by faith in in the Name of Jesus and we thank You. We say yes to the invitation to a whole new world. Repeat after me. Father, in the mighty Name of Jesus, the risen Son, I ask, I desire that You would reveal to me the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I ask, for the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. I want to know You. I want to experience You. I want to be Your friend. I ask You to do it in Jesus' mighty Name. And I decree, I'm not a slave, I'm a son. And I have no fear in my life. It is under my feet in Jesus' mighty Name. Take your communion. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, it's all over now. <laughs> it's true. It's completely true. So, you just open the door. <laughs> you just open the door. And you know what? What that does, you start to come into encounters where you realise God's so amazing, so huge. As He says in Isaiah and Psalms, He says, the nations are but a drop in the bucket. And you start to realise the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? The hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. Ah, Lord God, You have made the heavens and the earth by Your great power. Nothing is too difficult for You. Well, we'll finish there. You guys, uh, um, you have a good afternoon. We'll see some of you here this afternoon.